What's What with your water cooler women, Miss Marcy and Miss Jenny. Oscar recap edition. Do I look fat in these pants? Is he really that good of an actor? Why are her boobs squished in that dress? We are your water cooler women. Don't mention a ball Clooney! Would you like to go in the mani cam? Bradley Cooper is yummy. You have the rest of your life to win an award. You don't need one tonight. Oh my god, I can't believe he's dating her. Who are you wearing? Marianne Cotillard gives out vagina candy. Marcy's hair deserves an Oscar and all. Marcy deserves an Oscar. Somebody get that girl a comb. Don't mention Mrs. Clooney! What's in your gift basket? <laughs> Hi. 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 <laughs> oh. Hello there. Oh, are we there. recording a podcast? Are, we, are, we recording? are you there? Hi. Hello. All right. It's strange not to say welcome back to the podcast. I know it is, Countdown. but I'm excited to be here. Cooler We're wenches. your water cooler wenches. We're your water cooler wenches. We're little women with big opinions. We are giving you our Oscar recap. I'm sure... You've got a lot of voices coming at you. And what's one more? Or two more? We are covering the 87th Academy Awards. Yay! I love the Oscars. Can I just say that right now? Ma, I get so excited for the Oscars. Like, like... I like I just think like one day I'm going to be watching it and they're going to come in my living room and give me one because I'm just that big a fan and I deserve one. One of my favorite moments in the broadcast were the Lego Oscars and oh yes. I want a Lego Oscar. I do too. I think many people in America today want their own Lego Oscar. I wonder if those are going to be available to purchase. I hope so. We should look online and see at some point. <laughs> I um, wonder if that's going to go to my Amazon.com middle of the night purchases because there's many. I'm wearing these boots. Aren't they cute? Yeah. 4 a.m. Yeah. Personal. Personal moments. There's some very sexy knee-high boots that Miss Mossy is wearing for her fashion, her Oscar fashion today, her Oscar recap fashion. I dressed up for you, our podcast You did. Today. I did not. You look fabulous. But... You know, so 87th Annual Academy Awards was held at the Dolby Theater last night, and each of the seven movie nominations for Best Picture won at least one award, which I thought was interesting. Yes. I felt like people voted wanting to be fair. This is, I have a really, the Grand Budapest Hotel, I think everybody loved that movie, but it wasn't going to be, it wasn't going to win Best Picture. No. But it won everything else because... I think everybody went, oh, it's not going to win Best Picture. Let me vote for for this. Because though it deserved some of the awards, there were some of the ones that it won that I went, ooh, maybe someone else in that category was a little more deserving of that. But I love that movie, so yay. That was my feeling every time it won. I am interested in hearing your thoughts on that. Because I thought that for most of the awards that it won, that it's sort of was right on. I mean, did Costume it get- design. The costumes were great. But then you're, you know, you're talking about like up against like Maleficent and Into the Woods and things like that. So yeah, I I guess for me it's all Wes Anderson's vision and the fact that he wasn't nominated for director, right? Yeah, no. And he didn't win screenplay either. I know, which was surprising. But I did love who won screenplay. Yes. So we'll um, get to that. We had Birdman before the Oscars had won outstanding performance by a cast for SAG. So the cast of Birdman won uh, the SAG Awards. Birdman won the Golden Globe for Best Actor, Michael Keaton, and the Golden Globe for Best Screenplay. And uh, Critic Choice Awards 
Birdman won Best Acting Ensemble. Michael Keaton won Best Actor. He also won Best Actor in a Comedy. Best Original Screenplay was won. Best Editing, Best Score, Best Cinematography. Boyhood won SAG. Uh, obviously, I'm Patricia I'm sad. Arquette. It won, Boyhood won the Golden Globe for Best Motion Picture Drama and Best Director for Linklater. I, and I, this, yeah, it just deserved to win, that's all. I loved Birdman, but we'll get to it later, but I loved Birdman, but I'm, I'm very sad about Boyhood because just, like, the whole big picture of what he did and what he accomplished and all of that, and not, not to take away from Birdman because I did also love that, but I really thought Boyhood should have won. Or one of the two. I mean, we can talk about that as well. Because those are really the two going into the evening that were yeah. the toss-up for Best Picture. Obviously, you've either watched the Oscars or you've seen the coverage on TV or in the paper. So I'm sure we're not, like, there's no spoiler alerts here. You know what I want to say before we get, because we're, we're going to hit upon the opening ceremonies and just one of the opening number, the opening ceremony. Like, it was the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it is the Olympics, Jenny. For me, it is. Because I love the Oscars so much. It's the Olympics of acting. I know. I really thought last night they were going to come in and give me an Oscar. They should have, just I, for your fandom. Yes. And my body of work. And you know, who hasn't seen me in all three of my tampon and commercials? And your converse. And my converse that I was wearing. I thought the red carpet coverage this year was so boring I wanted to put a gun to my head. There was too much background information. I, I didn't care. They try too hard to get ratings and they just start like... Just to interview. Before. I know. Like, let's talk to the janitor. Let's talk and to the person we refilling had, the toilet like, paper. Panic about. Oh my god, we'd better you know yeah. get in our on our couch the night before and not move because we'll miss something. And then yeah, some of the people they were interviewing and just you know I want an hour of red carpet. I want to see pretty dresses and and hot men in tuxedos and who's dating who. And right. That, to me, that's the red carpet and then the show. I didn't, you know, they. it's not hard-hitting news, and they were trying, and, and they didn't succeed. You know who I didn't see there, and maybe you saw John footage. I'm sorry. Um, I know, I'm upset. Were Sofia Vergara and Joe... Were they there? No, I'm saying I didn't see them, but, like, they would have made everything better. Okay, do you want you want to be scared right now for me? Sure. I know where they were. <laughs> They were at Elton John's Oscar viewing party. Okay. All and right. of course, because they are delicious. They are just fine oh. specimens. I know. I'm I, I hope they I hope they mate. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they're gonna spawn. I mean they must. They've right? got like to. I'm beautiful, you're beautiful. We owe it to the country. Yes. We owe it to the world to procreate yes. and keep this going. Anyways, I was just thinking about that when you're talking about, you know, you want to see the beautiful women right, and the I handsome do. men. And I, I do. Like, it's the fairy tale. It is. It's okay. It's okay that it's a fairy tale. I mean, that's that's one thing about Hollywood is, is you know, we're allowed to escape. Well, and it keeps the dream alive. And yeah. it's so important in so many areas of human existence. I mean, right. We, we are storytelling creatures. And so there's that factor of just what the movies mean to people in general. And then the Oscars in itself is a fantasy for kids all over the world growing up and doing their little speeches with their shampoo bottles. I wrote my first speech when I was four. There you go. You know. Your acceptance speech. I may have thanked Mr. Rogers, but, you know, he was a big influence (laughs) on me. 
Fashion starts with a cardigan. Mr. Rogers and my and I still sport the cardigan quite often. I love ah, a good cardigan. I do. Who doesn't? Personal. Personal moments. So going into it, really, were there any strong feelings you had prediction-wise? I mean, that you thought it was going to come down to head-to-head, like I said, yes. for best picture? It really did feel like it was going to be Birdman or Boyhood, um, right? I knew best supporting actor. I knew. I th- there was yeah. no way J.K. Simmons wasn't going to win. It was one of the first awards. I'm really happy for him. I think he was great, and I love him. And it's one of those stories where he's been around for 30 years, you know, and now he he's winning an Oscar. And that that's that's such a like a, a that's a fairy tale to me. How old is he? Do we know how old he is? I don't know, but I'll find out. He's a great example of somebody who has been consistent and persistent and that it paid off for him. I know that in the work that I do, you know, I have a lot of clients who can get very hung up on where they are in their lives and what they have or have not accomplished and that they are trying to win a race against time or against imaginary opponents, right? You know, saying like, well, if I haven't reached such a point by such an age, then I must be failing. But people like J.K. Simmons are just people who are doing their work for the real reasons that they love it. He's 60. He's 60 years old and he wins an Oscar. I mean, that's... And he has this role. Everybody knows who he is. He's been around for a long time. He's the yellow M&M. I have everybody's age here now. Michael Keaton is 63. Best Supporting Actress? I also knew Patricia Arquette was going to win. Like, just... I just knew she was going to win. Oh, what did you think of J.K. Simmons' speech telling everybody to call their parents? It was sweet, but I thought it was a little weird. (laughs) Yeah, I... Yeah, I mean, I thought it was sweet. Um... It was about it, him, you know, I mean, it's everybody's speeches. Which is okay. Like, yeah, you know. You know, and I think, too, like, J.K. Simmons and Patricia Arquette have won so many awards in the last three weeks. Right. That they're, they get, what else do you talk about? Right. And what do you save for the Oscars? What do you Yeah. Think? And I, I don't know what J.K. Simmons' situation is, but my guess is that his parents are probably passed on. Yeah. And so there's... I'm he sure. did, because at the end he sort of looked up at the sky. Yeah, so there's probably this feeling of, not regret, but of both gratitude and wishing. Wishing they could see yeah. this. Yeah. And, and so in that regard, it was important to him. And he talked about his own kids. Yeah. We, we're going to get into all that a little bit more. Talking about the opening of the show. I had such high expectations. Oh my God, it's Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris, he's just, everyone. Oh! Yeah, I mean, it. <laughs> Poor guy. The pressure. The pressure must be just insane. And with live tweeting and social media the way that it is, too, I'm sure it just compounds it a hundredfold. I hope nobody was off stage like reading him anything when he came off because that would have been. I loved the opening number. I thought it was old Hollywood. I thought it was glamorous. I loved what they did with the visuals. I loved Anna Kendrick. She's like a fairy princess. Yeah. She's also one of those people like Neil Patrick Harris that, you know, what can they, what can't they do? Yeah. And I thought that he kept it really classy in the opening number. You know, I thought he. I thought he, that was the choice. Later on, I, you know, I hated the writing of the show. I Where's was, Bruce Valanche is all I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was not on the credits. I was disappointed. But again, I think it's because I, 
and and I take responsibility for it. I think I had high expectations yeah. for him and sort of like you're talking about all the speeches that people were giving winning all the awards up until this point. How many times has Neil Patrick Harris hosted stuff? Play the odds. Eventually, you're going to have an off night or one that isn't quite as up to par. And to me, I don't know. I thought the set was way too busy. Like, I really didn't like the set. Uh, and almost immediately, that distracted me. I liked the visuals behind, like with the screen, mm-hmm. like you're talking about. But I felt like he was working a little bit too hard, and I... Maybe he was overcompensating for his nerves because it's a huge thing. I cannot imagine hosting the Oscars, right? I mean, hosting see, a I can, yeah. and that <laughs> I have visualized I myself doing that. Yes, well, I don't want to. I even have my outfit picked out, all three of them. Yes, yeah, I think you changed three times. <laughs> See, I, I could I could do sort of the Tina Fey, Amy Poehler thing and do it with someone, but like I couldn't me? do it by myself. Of course. Who else? Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know me. It's not about... No, I, it's from, what the from, pressure's insane. Yeah, and I just get that extreme performance anxiety. So in that regard, it was like, eh, Anna Kendricks was great, but I thought that Jack Black stole the opening. he was awesome. He was so great, and I wanted more of him. I love him. He was just a burst of little energy and a little routine that was not gripping me. I I, I felt bad for Neil Patrick Harris because I felt like every joke just drooped. It just did not, nothing. It wasn't his fault because I thought he delivered everything well. I think, I just think the writing was so subpar, and I, I feel so bad for him. And you know, this is where this is where it comes into play. Like Ellen DeGeneres last year, she's a writer, mm-hmm. you know, so she and she can improv too. She's a comic, yeah. And he's Neil Patrick Harris is very funny, but but he's uh, not a stand up. He's not a stand up, and I really do think they should have a comedians host the Oscars. I also was thinking about the Saturday Night Live fortieth anniversary special i don't know if you had a chance I, to see it of course i are you kidding it took us like three days to get through it because i've watched so it stuff. twice uh it was so amazing amazing all of those writers all of those voices were so preoccupied with that and so many people who have hosted the oscars in the past have that kind of bench of resources mm-hmm. you know have a very deep bench of resources right. that goes right back into what you're talking about too about neil pa- patrick harris is a great comic actor, but he himself is in the writer. And he's a showman, you right. know? And we given, I mean, I think someone else with that material they gave him would have tanked, but he didn't, he didn't tank. It wasn't his best. And he best. kept going. He was a trooper. He, he is a true showman and a song and dance man and, and everything else. And, you know, it wasn't his fault. No, it was not his fault. No. The writing sucked. The writing was subpar. And so my whole theory was, and it's probably completely wrong, but was that like all the great kind of comic voices were focused it on could be on the other SNL, things, yeah. on SNL thing or whatever. Um. Oh my God, that Reese Witherspoon joke. That was the worst. The next one is really good. With her spoon? Yeah. I wonder if he was well, backstage the going. And the yeah, oh. Right, I mean, that was the brightest and the whitest from the beginning was yeah. kind of painful. I wonder if he was backstage going, oh, really? Really, do I have to say this? Really? Please don't make me say this. Yeah, and then at the end of the day, I also think you have to say, if I were that person, I would have to say, okay, well, 
this is my job. Yeah. I've got to go out and sell it. And I'm he getting did. paid. I've got somebody who loves me and a family. I've got my life is good, right? It's like whatever happens tonight, I've had my life is good. This is not going to define me. You know, he's no it was no James Franco and Anne Hathaway. <laughs> <laughs> and they certainly survived, by the way. Absolutely. Very, very good point. Do you think that he'll be asked back? Yes. Do I think he'll do it? No. Really? Stick with Tony's, maybe? Yeah. I think that's his people. Because he's not really uh, a film movie actor. Ah, uh, Gone Girl. Hello. He oh, was brilliant. I'm sorry. I haven't seen he it. He was great. Oh. I know. I know. Well, this is part you of see the podcast, his, You see too. his winky dinky in it. Part of this podcast is also Marcy has seen pretty much everything. I have. And I have seen very, very little. I, I would say pretty much nothing, but that's hyperbolic. That's the word for the day. Hyperbolic. Oh. That's the new prescient. <laughs> <laughs> Some things stay the same. Moving on. So we've talked about the opening a little bit and the writing. And our issues with it going into the winners and awards. Okay. Let's let's talk it. Let's break it down, girl. So J.K. Simmons. Yay. Love him. Love him. Happy to see it happen. I have not seen the movie, but I so want to see the movie. It's uh, so my kind of movie. That just hearing the music and in, you know, in the clips. It's a shame that Miles Teller wasn't recognized. And I understand. But... That kid was in every single scene in the movie. Maybe they need a new category for the Oscars, too. Because I feel like that happens a lot. That Yeah, like the young, up-and-coming of... guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think he's going to have an amazing career and, and everything else. And, and I'm I'm always glad when young people don't win the Oscar because I think it's bad for them. Oh, okay. I think it's really bad when someone wins the Oscar too soon in their career. What about the guy in Boyhood, too? He was... Yeah, Um, I feel like he wasn't nominated because everybody knew he wasn't an actor starting out, you know, all of that. But he was a kid starting out. There's something very snotty about the Academy. I think it's also any child actor who starts out. Right. Isn't really an Although uh, Quivazane, yeah, whatever what about her life. the woman from True Grit, Haley Loves Haley Eisenberg. Stein, no, no, that's Steinberg. Haley Eisenberg was the girl in the Sprite commercials. Um, <laughs> Haley Eisenberg. I know what you're saying, and it's true. There's something to be said. They're going to have the rest of their careers. Yep. Um, Patricia Arquette, Best Supporting Actress. Totally deserved it. Totally. Uh, it was a great category, though. It was... If you who looked, was she up against? Laura Dern and Wilde, who I loved. Karen Knightley in The Imitation Game. The Imitation Game was a perfect movie, and I think any other Oscars, it would have won everything. There just was so much this year. Emma Stone in Birdman, also brilliant. I love her. I, I can't wait until the day she wins an Oscar, because she is earning it year after year. I know. And Meryl Streep in Into the Woods and... As Jared Leto said when he came out, the obligatory nomination. Who was up against J.K. Simmons? It was Ethan Hawke for Boyhood. Who was excellent. Robert Duvall for The Judge. Edward I... Norton for Birdman. Oh, I loved him in and that. And Mark Ruffalo in Foxcatcher. Again, really, any one of them, any other year would have won. But you've not seen Whiplash yet. That was a performance like no other. J.K. Simmons totally deserved it. You know that he's trained, too, as, like, a classical musician. Yeah. He's conducting. Yeah, I think. He did the actual conducting. Um, I'm going to talk about something really deep about Patricia Arquette right now. Go for but it. But first, we loved her speech, yes, Equality for Women. Absolutely. So it's going to make what I say next 
it's not gonna look good for me why can't you fix that snaggle tooth Oh, oh, you're going for the snack? I, it's a, yeah, I am. Her parents were hippy dippies, you know, the whole Arquette family. And they raised the children that way. So I'm sure there was no like dental care or things like that or braces. But yeah, I don't know. It distracts me and it's, I'm, it's wrong. And I am a, a chubby gal with a big nose and no ass. So I shouldn't make fun of anybody's appearance. But, um, yeah, I don't know. The snaggle tooth bothers me a little bit. Okay, the snaggle tooth doesn't bother me. One of the things that bothered me on a superficial level, and she was not the only offender, was her hair. I was oh, like, it was awful. Oscars, and you look like you just woke up, pulled it back, and are running to the grocery store. It looked like she slept in a blender. Yeah. At once, I was like, what? It's the Oscars. And then there's another part of me, though, that truly was like, all right, what the fuck? Who gives a shit? Like, there's also part of me that kind of admired that. That's yeah. like, yeah, fuck it, man. I'm fucking Patricia Arquette. True. I gave a great performance. She um, did. You know, she is headed towards, I mean, I don't know her personally, so and I don't know that much about her personally, so I don't know if this is accurate, but she's, she appeared to embody, you know, what we've talked about that I'm striving for to be unapologetically herself. You yeah, know? She's like true. this shape and size that she is. Uh, I didn't read who designed her dress, but I know that it was like a friend of hers from like yeah, high school or something. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, but you know what? She had the um, she had the same thing that was happening to a lot of women last night, and we'll we'll talk more about this when we do the fashion. But she had the squishy boobs. Yeah, we had there was some a lot of squishy boobs. I think. Yeah, too. like there was bad breast attention at the Oscars last night. So on the superficial level, I mean, the snaggletooth doesn't bother me. She's and, wonderful. And she's wonderful. Her performance was amazing. She's consistent. She's been around forever. Just like yeah. J.K. Simmons talk about somebody who's really has a body her, of work. Oh, I love her body of work. And I'm looking forward to her new show. I'm going to watch that. I don't know. What's her new oh, show? Oh, she's going to be the star of the new CSI, and it's going to be CSI Cyber. Wow. That's great. Yeah. CSI is going to take over the world. Uh, who else? Who else won? We can talk about the big winners, and I know we need to talk about the other categories, categories that sometimes you go pee during. Right. We I want to say this, yeah, because for, for purposes of time, I'm going to say this. I'll make this statement. Every single cog that goes into making a movie is important, and Jenny and I would really like to congratulate all those winners. Absolutely. But for purposes of the, uh, us being concise with the show, we're just going to talk about the writing directing and acting um although I, I do want to hit on best song before we do that i was disappointed i knew it was going to win for political reasons and i understand that and it was selma had an important message and everything else but i wanted the glenn campbell song to win just because you know the whole story behind that yeah you know glenn campbell has alzheimer's okay and the last thing that he was able to do what he retained when everything else started going is music. Aww. He could still play his guitar. I'm going to cry. Oh my God. I lost my stepfather to Alzheimer's and it's, you know, it's special to me, but he recorded this last song called, I'm not going to miss you. And it was so beautiful. And it was in a documentary about his life. And it was such, it was such a beautiful song. So I, you know, I understand why the song from Glory won and the the song called Glory, the song from Selma won, and the message is important and everything, but I really thought, like, listening to all the songs, I thought the Glenn Campbell song was so beautiful. I think 
that people don't know enough about it. Yeah. I, and I... It was common, and it was John Legend, and it was going to win. I, yeah, and you I know? think that whatever the story is, going to get overshadowed because of the Selma story. But, yeah, I mean, that's powerful stuff. I hadn't heard that. So, best original screenplay. Birdman won. And again, I'm going to say, I loved Birdman. Loved it. I did. It was up against Boyhood, Foxcatcher, The Grand Budapest Hotel, and Nightcrawler. I thought they were all great. Yeah, I, I just always think Wes Anderson, and this is just my total bias in general, Wes Anderson should just always win screenplay. He's brilliant. That movie, I love The Grand Budapest Hotel so much. Grand Budapest Hotel, Moonrise Kingdom is one of my favorite movies, I think, ever. His body of work, too. Rushmore. Everything that he does is just so on point. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a little surprised because I thought he was going to get that because he hadn't been nominated for director. Yeah. Um, He's everything in those movies. I mean, yes, it's a team and it's collaboration and all those technical awards that Grand Budapest won, they were... carrying out his vision i mean you look at his drawings he's an artist right uh wes anderson so that's always to me a director's job too is to communicate his vision and inspire that in his team and i think wes anderson does that consistently not that alejandro inarito doesn't as well and you know believe me bringing it home for my latino brother totally pro that so i wasn't disappointed but but I would have liked to have seen no, Wes Anderson win. Best Adapted Screenplay. Best Speech of the Night. Great the speech. Imitation Game. Oh, my God. How old is that kid? Grant I Moore? don't know. He reminded me of one of my students. Um, I saw throughout his entire thing. I think his speech was really important. I think that you can do whatever you want with your Oscar speech. You can make it personal. You can, you know, whatever you want. But I love that he reached out to a whole community i love that he was fearless enough and unapologetic about his life and where he's at and was able to get up there and say hey look i tried to commit suicide which is a very very difficult thing to admit in general let alone in front of the world i mean really and to also say look it gets better without actually saying it gets better which is the big campaign But it is that sentiment. It is that, you know, hang in there. You don't know what's around tomorrow. It's just like, it's whether it's, you know, and I'm not trying to equivocate these, you know, depression and suicide in youth. Just the awkwardness of youth, the generally feeling like you don't fit in or you're not pretty enough or you're not thin enough or you're not Uh, tall enough. I was a weirdo. Yeah. I was a weirdo who became a comedian because... I fought my way out through humor. The weirdness and the differences become your strengths and your gifts. But it it takes strength to know that. I, you know, it's funny. Jenny's coming from a therapist background in in addressing the speech. And I'm coming from an acting coach background in which I have an office. I often say within the walls, if those walls in my office could talk, the stories they could tell. Because, you know, I've had so many kids come out who are dealing with what he was dealing with or so many other things who I know are going to be amazing and I know I look at them and I I see so much beauty in them and they don't they don't get it yet you know they don't get it yet and like I that's I think that's why I cry why am I crying so much today <laughs> um I'm you know I'm gonna cry when I get my Oscar Jenny 
Don't you think I'm going to? Well, I think it, this is an emotional topic. But it yes, is. You, uh, yeah, of course you're going to I'm going to cry, but I'm going to have fabulous mascara, so it'll be okay. There you go. I'm deep, and then I'm so not, right? <laughs> you know, if he touched just one person with that, and I hope he touched many, and I hope there were kids sitting at home watching the Oscars, maybe they're keeping a secret from their parents or a secret from themselves or, you know. Or feeling shameful. Feeling shame, yeah. And just having those role models out there. In, He's a hero. Yeah, he really is. That and, is a and, hero. And quietly so. You were going to look up. You just looked up. He's in his early 30s. Look how cute he is. He's in his early 30s and he, he looks, looks like a baby. Yeah, he looks like a baby. He's adorable. I want to go back now before we do the other ones. I want to say that I actually saw all the nominated shorts this year. Personal. Personal moments. They do this thing every year, and next year you and Tom have to go because it's so much fun. Richard and I go every year now. It is um, at the Landmark or and at the New Art. They, do a pro- they show them all. It's a whole program. And it's really fun to watch the Oscars having seen all the shorts. The one that I wanted that i voted for that was my favorite one so i was pretty excited which one was it it was called the call center i'm, I'm making sure that's the right name the, at the one about- the phone call it, it takes place in a call center and uh yeah it's an amazingly beautiful film so i think they're probably still showing them what's but, the topic um the somebody he this man places a call to a phone center and he's killing he's himself suicidal? he's taking no he's already taken the drugs okay and I don't want to say any more than that because okay. it's something the the way they did it was so beautiful. But one of the directors or producers of that, she herself, her son had committed suicide. That was right? actually the documentary short. Oh, that was was the documentary. also they were the same topic. That's what I thought was really interesting. Wow. Yeah, that was another time when I cried when that woman went up and talked about her son. Right. I you I, know. Yeah, that stood out to me as well. Like, I'm sure for all you. These people, yeah. Like talking about this, and it is a good thing to be talking about because I think it, it's important. Yeah, you know, we were talking earlier about how it's okay. Like in the red carpet, we want to see the fairy tale. We want to see all of that, and that's what I do want to see on the red carpet. But then on the flip side, I'm also really proud of people who use the Oscars to make a difference. Right, without being hard hitting and angry. Yeah. yeah, just just because that's who they are. So, and then animated short was Beast, something about little dogs or something. I didn't. Yeah, that I didn't see. Oh. Next year, I'm going to see the animated shorts too. Oh, I thought maybe that had been in there when you saw them. Um, best animated feature, Big Hero Six. I did not see it. I saw only two of the animated films, which I'm mad at myself about. But. Well, that was a big... Well, first of all, it was a big upset that Lego Movie wasn't in there. It was and there. It was, it was really this. surprising yeah. because Lego Movie, I thought, was amazing. I'm not saying that the films that were nominated didn't deserve to be, but right. I, I, the Lego Movie was just great. It was great. I loved Box Trolls, too. That I, I have not win. seen it. Yeah. We have it, but I have not watched it. Big Hero 6, though, I hear is great. But all the predictions were at How to Train Your Dragon. I know. Two, which people say is. I saw fantastic. it. I loved it. Best actress. Julianne Moore. Knew she was going to win. Like it wasn't a surprise for me at all. She was up against Marianne Cotillard for two days, one night. Marianne Cotillard, who every few years shows up in a foreign film that none, no one's seen and <laughs> and is nominated and everyone's like what what like why yeah yeah it's i don't know i think she is i think she has candy in her vagina and she goes around <laughs> the land putting it on voters from vagina Pillows? vagina candy 
I don't know. I, I don't understand. I, I strip under that name. <laughs> vagina Candy. I don't understand. Not that I I'm, love I'm her. Sorry, it was Candy Vagina. Oh, really? Because I was name. Vagina Candy. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we met. Um, <laughs> Personal. Personal moments. Um, yeah, it's just weird. I mean, not to diss her. She's a lovely actress, but because there were a few actors. Like, I thought Jennifer Aniston was great in Cake. I've heard that. Oh, my God. And I, I really felt bad for her because, you know... She really grows. She continues to grow as an actress, and I think because she's Jennifer Aniston, sometimes people, I don't Sell know, her short. Yeah, and she was. It was beautiful. It was a very unashamedly beautiful performance. And Jennifer, I, you were cheated. God damn it! You and the Lego Movie should go on a vacation together and cry. I, <laughs> I loved what Julianne Moore did with her speech. You know, there was two stories with this. You know, one. I love that she touched upon Alzheimer's and the attention it needs to get. But, you know, the two directors of the film, who I very much was aware of because I I lost a really good friend to ALS and Richard, who uh, was, you know, with but the Oscars, his father passed away from ALS, so he's very involved in the community. So I'm very, the two directors of the film, they're a couple, and one of them was diagnosed with ALS. And she actually told the story last night. His partner said to him, what, what do you want to do? Do you want to travel? Or and he goes, no, I want to make a movie. And they made this beautiful movie. Beautiful, beautiful. So I love that, that he was at home watching that and he got to see that. Right. And that tribute to him and to both of them. They're, they're an extremely devoted, beautiful couple. And, you know, I love, too, that I lost my stepfather to Alzheimer's. My mother has a friend right now whose daughter was diagnosed with Alzheimer's at the age of 49. Oh. That early, which is what Julianne Moore Alice had, that early onset Alzheimer's, which is so... Alzheimer's is always heartbreaking, but, you know... Did you see the movie? No. She was luminescent. Luminescent. Ah, <laughs> it's the new prescient. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite a performance. And I think in the case of Julianne Moore, it was a body of work Oscar as well. She's consistently good. It doesn't surprise me. Everything that I'd heard about the performance, everything that I've ever seen her do, I mean, I, I really have yet to see her give a bad performance. I'm not saying that she never has. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it was good to see her win. Who was she up against? Marion Cotillard, Felicity Jones, and the Theory of Everything, who was wonderful. Well, and that's interesting, too. She is really so phenomenal in that movie and understated in a way because it is her movie. It is her story yeah. of change. It's she based goes, on her book. She goes based on through, the wife's book. Yeah, she goes through a significant change throughout that movie. Yes, so does he. But that performance that she gave and such a young actress and so powerful, the depth of it was just remarkable. And to me, the movie overall, you know, I wasn't... Is blown away by it as some people because I I just felt it was a little too soft. It could have been like a Lifetime movie, certain parts of it to me. And that's not to say that anything that Lifetime <coughs> excuse me that Lifetime does is you know somehow bad. But it's just <coughs> Jenny. If there were no Lifetime, what would I do when I didn't feel well or had my heart broken and want to lay on the couch and eat chocolate ice cream I and cry? I love Lifetime and I love Project <laughs> Runway and I I love know, those cheesy Lifetime movies. Yeah. yeah, they're cheesy, but I'll say it. But. You know, Eddie Redmayne and Felicity Jones just really did elevate 
that. It was their yeah. performances more than anything else to me. Then there was Rosamund Pike in Gone Girl. She was amazing. Yeah. Rosamund Pike, she just had a baby, and I kind of hate her because I uh, look like yeah. I'm still expecting. And she... Uh, I want to drink whatever she's drinking. Oh, my gosh. I want to drink her Kool-Aid. And Reese Witherspoon and Wild. I mean, that was an amazing performance. And the whole movie was her. Right. She is the whole movie. Isn't it's, she? you know, it's the same thing when Sandra Bullock did win last year. It's, it's the same kind of thing. And she was, you know, Wild was one of those movies that I started watching. And I was like, oi, is this what this is going to be? And then, you know, when it was ending, I realized I'd completely... Uh, lost myself in that movie and I didn't want it to be over and I was like very uh, you know it was very emotional at the end it was a beautiful movie I remember you telling me that after you watched it yeah because you said at the beginning it was just took you a little bit to get uh, well it, yeah at the end of it you were really moved I was really moved and I I realized that I had completely lost myself in it but I am glad that Julianne Moore I would have been happy with any in the best actress category I think I would have been happy with any of them what if Marianne Cotillard had won I am so tired of candy. <laughs> I'm tired of her vagina candy and her French accent. Even when they interviewed her before and they're like, why are you nominated? And I was like, shut up. Shut up, vagina candy. I don't know. I just. Suddenly I'm seeing like a little Pez with the top <laughs> of a vagina. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. Personal. Personal moments. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Next. Best actor. That was an upset, and well, no, it wasn't. Then, I, mean, I it think? was going to be one of the two. It was going to be Redmayne or Keaton. I wanted Redmayne. Now, why? Why did you feel you wanted Redmayne over? Keaton? I loved Michael Keaton. I did, and I loved Birdman. Um, I felt like the journey that Eddie Redmayne took with that character, just from the artistic point of view, I thought it was more of an Oscar-winning performance. I thought. You know, I really feel like this is how people should vote for Oscars. They should look at the the journey and, you know, what they do. And I thought that that performance could have been a cartoon. And it was. And I thought it was beautiful. And I think he's, you know, I think we've only yet to see right. what we're going to see from this young man. He's He was wonderful. I loved Michael Keaton. I loved the whole comeback issue of Come his. Back! Yes. I love that, and I've always loved Michael Keaton, but I don't think we should vote for the comeback story, you know? I think we need to vote on the the work itself, not that his work was bad. I just thought Eddie Redmayne's was better. Also, Benedict Cumberbatch, The Imitation Game, was amazing. Any other year, he probably would have won. It was such a strong Best Actor year. Bradley Cooper. Did you see American Sniper? Nope. Okay. When he was nominated, because I was really upset that Jake Gyllenhaal was not nominated for Nightcrawler, because he was yeah, people have really oh my god, their strong feelings. That he he's was snubbed. brilliant until I saw American Sniper, and it's the same thing. Like Bradley Cooper took another step forward in his growth as an artist in this movie. He is a very strong actor. He's this. I mean, he's from the actor studio. He is stage trained. He is. 
consistent. He can do comedy. He can do drama. But I think... And he could maybe potentially marry me. I'm just putting that in as a thought. And I think maybe... He loves his mother. Maybe not as strong as the Jennifer Aniston thing, but I do think that people look at Bradley Cooper too and they think like, oh, Hangover, or, you know, they think, or or Alias, and and they... I loved him on Alias. Yeah, I mean, he... And he's... He was amazing in American Hustle. Yeah. Uh, He is just really a strong performer. And no, I have not seen American Sniper, so I can't talk about that performance. It's complicated. My feelings about the movie itself are complicated. But But he was brilliant. Yeah. I mean, does not surprise me. Now, maybe this, some people disagree with me. And I love Steve Carell. I couldn't stand his performance of Foxcatcher. Didn't see it. It was, you know, all prosthetic makeup and it was a caricature as opposed to a character. Right. There was, you know, as an actor, to Anthony Hopkins has had a great quote and one which I share with my students all the time because it's so true. You always have to keep one toe out of the water. And his accent is much better than mine because he was born in England and I was not. <laughs> born at Temple Hospital downtown, which no longer is there. Personal. Personal moments. Anyway, what I mean by that is you have to keep a little of you right. in every character you do, even if you're playing somewhere else, because that's what makes it, a, that's what makes them human. It was a caricature and people were, I think, voting on his makeup and the fact that he was so not Steve Carell, but he needed to be a little, there needed to be a little person in there. Right, and, you know, if you're going to go not Steve Carell, and, of course, I have not seen Foxcatcher, so I can't comment on that, but, I mean, way, way back, he was very not Steve Carell. But there was was part of him in there. Yes, yes. There was a part of him in there. And then there wasn't distraction by the makeup or the weird accent. Yeah. The the vocalization, which I understand. He was doing a character. He was imitating a real person. And, you know, the thing is, I think that... um, Channing Tatum is the one who got cheated not being acknowledged for Foxcatcher. I think people were so blown away by Steve Carell's makeup and all that. Channing Tatum with no makeup changed his body, changed his gait, changed his vote. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo was great, but he was nominated. He also changed. So, So, yeah, where was Channing Tatum in that? And Okay, but this is a side note. Uh, I have this fantasy that there should be a film about brothers starring Channing Tatum and Chris Pratt. Ooh, to me, yes. Very, very similar. Appealing fellas. Appealing. Yeah. They are very appealing. Anyways. I was happy that Eddie Redmayne won, though. I loved his speech. I loved his... so likable. Oh, my God. I love his face. Even if I think that Keaton may have or should have gotten the Oscar, I think... Eddie Redmayne, yes, give an amazing performance. He's, I'm looking forward to the rest of his body of work. He's adorable and likable. I don't begrudge him at all. I was, I thought he was just, he's so likable. But, you know, there's also, I think that part of my feeling about it is the, and I, and I did see the performance. I did see Theory of Everything and I did see Birdman. But I think that there's also part of me that just always goes to, well, my initial reaction is, well, it's a cop-out, you know? It's like, oh, you know, debilitating disease Right, guy. no, I know, people will say You're that. You're going to win, and it's sort of like you're talking about the makeup. Well, you know, it's like, let's just do this, and that's, you know... Jenny's making that, her glasses crooked, yeah. but she doesn't realize her glasses are always crooked. Yeah, my, well, the- so I don't, I don't notice that much. 
My glasses are always crooked. Jenny, one of Jenny my ears is, is lower than the other. Jenny is always doing a slight Stephen Hawking impression <laughs> as we're. <laughs> so you know, I mean, not that physicality isn't part of acting, but um, I but I think I think yes, in a lot of ways that can be true for some things. But I think in the case of Eddie Redmayne, I actually thought it was a more subtle performance than it could, you know. Sure. And that's what was that's what was lovely, and he, as opposed to Steve Carell, he maintained that sweetness that yes. he has. And which made the character so appealing, you know. So he right. did he did keep some of himself. It was a it was a fine mix that he came up with. Again, I think he did an amazing job. But kind of like we're talking about the younger actors nominated or not nominated who didn't win, whether or not somebody so young should win, you know, over over people who and I know what people he, are forgetting and they didn't mention this is his second Oscar nomination. Right, if he was nominated for Les, for Mis, Les Mis, which he was amazing, he was great in and Les Mis. amazing. That was like the first time I really noticed him. Oh my god! And he and Benedict Cumberbatch are really good friends. And well, you know what else? This is a really cute sidebar. Uh, Jamie Dornan, who's a star of uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, they were room- they moved here together and they were roommates. Oh. And um, who tied who up? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but it's it's so funny. I mean, they had a very big year in two different ways. I was seeing Jamie Dornan interviewed, and I, I, maybe on another show we'll talk about Fiji. It's great because I have strong opinions about that. But while we're talking about Michael Keaton, though, I think we need to go back and talk about Neil Patrick Harris and his underpants. Let's talk about Neil Patrick Harris and his underpants. First of all, nice, good, nice uh, schmecky there. He's keeping it all. <laughs> I don't know. It looked like a very heavy change purse. To me. Uh, well, he explained that this morning on the news. What happened? He said at um, at the dress rehearsal, he just had on a regular pair of boxer shorts, and with the lights and everything, uh, it was a little obscene. So he said that they they actually it was where he was double panty. It, oh, okay. It was a double panty. Heavy change purse. Yeah, I mean, it just looked like like yeah. it really looked like a sack. Well, um, uh, you know, like, yeah, men do have a ball sack, Jenny. Really, they do. Where they're where they ball sack, ball sack, ball sack, ball sack moment. Tony Dad's penis and Sorry. ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> um, I it didn't whatever. work. For, it, it didn't it work. Didn't work. It, but you know, I gotta give him an A for effort. He looked great. I mean, if I looked that good, I'd be walking out of my underwear. Some too. people thought it would have been a braver thing if he didn't look so good. Like if it was someone who did I, not look good in their underpants. I actually has made that comment last night. Well, I think it might have been funnier if it were Jack Black. I think it were, yeah, it was exactly. <laughs> that was it another would've... moment when Jack Black should have come out. Yes, like sorry, Jack Black, we love you, but. Well, no, actually, you you just would have been funnier yeah. in doing that bit. It, it, that's where the comedy would have been yeah. for me. It just was like he looked too good. I think that that moment in Birdman, part of the painful yet humorous yet tense and intense moment where Michael Keaton is out on the street in his underwear is because he's not like young and perfect and buff. It's him like just, you know, out there. Neil Patrick Harris just very nicely put together. Yes. Best director. Oh, this is one. Well, here we go. 
personally, again, I have to say Viva La Raza. And yes, and he, oh, it was a beautiful movie. Yes. I kept thinking my dad must be so happy. We've got Cuaron last year with Gravity, and now we've got Inorito. Yeah, that's year. true. I loved what he had to say about Mexican American and Mexican immigrants and that they deserve the dignity and respect. And I think that's important. But I felt Richard Linklater yes. with Boyhood just at 12 years. It's an accomplishment. Uh, it's a, you know, and it's such a, it's different than something anyone else has ever done. And, you know, I was disappointed. And probably different from anything anybody ever will do again. Yeah. Or nobody else could have made that movie. It was also Morton Tildum, The Imitation Game, which was a beautiful movie. Wes Anderson, The Grand Budapest Hotel, which, I mean, we love him. And, you know, anybody could have won. Bennett Miller and Foxcatcher. I didn't like Foxcatcher. It just wasn't my kind of film. But that was a big category. So you feel that Linklater deserved it more over Ignorito? Yeah, I was more disappointed that he didn't win for Best Director than that it didn't win for Best Picture. Yeah, I can see that. You know, I, I would have been happy last night if it had been... Richard Linklater for director, and then Birdman for best picture. I like it when it does mix up like that, too. And I know that there have been a few years when it didn't. And in recent years, I think like within the last 10 years, like the last decade, because I remember people having very strong feelings. Like it was very strange that the best director and best picture weren't the same. Right. But this year it was. Yeah. So. Best picture. The nominated films, just to recap, were American Sniper, Birdman, or Unexpected Virtue of um, Ignorance, Boyhood, The Grand Budapest Hotel, The Imitation Game, Selma, The Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. All deserved, all deserved. And Boyhood won. I'm ha- I'm, and Boyhood won. Boyhood did not win. Birdman won. Happy. Loved the movie. I loved it. And I think, you know, it's nice to see an independent film. I love Birdman. And I've actually been surprised at how many people I've heard lately having really strong feelings that they didn't like it. I mean, how could and you people, not like it? You know, that I really thought would like it. But, but we're maybe, theater folk. Yeah. And then I thought maybe it's a theater folk thing. Because Jenny and I were both raised in the theater. Just total theater geeks. Yep. And then there's just there's this existential element that I just love. And performance-wise, just overall. So, so here's the question. Here's the Birdman question. Yes. Where did he go at the end of the movie? Where do you think he went? Where do you think he Where went? Where do you think he went? Where do you Where think, do you think, think he, he went? went? Was I... he dead or could he fly? Well, my feeling is metaphorical. My thought was, and again, I would like to see it again. Why are there birds chirping in the background right now? Because there's birds outside the window. <laughs> or is Michael have... Keaton going to fly in our window right now? Because we haven't completely destroyed the ecosystem around us. Yay! Their timing was kind of weird. The thing about the end of Birdman was, for me, it opened up a lot of questions about what is going on. What is this about? What is, you know, right. what is the story? So I think it's a conversation to be had, and I would love to know more about Alejandro's intention. Yeah. But I think that that's kind of beautiful, too, because anybody can interpret it however they want. Yeah. And hey, Damien Young from The Comeback. Was, I was know! Lady Butt. Lady Butt. 
there were just a couple of other things that I felt okay. like w- would be good things to touch upon. Musical numbers we talked oh, about. Right. We had like oh Lady, Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga, her whole Sound of Music 50th anniversary. I mean, I, I didn't quite understand where that was coming from. I I had like this opposite reaction in that. I don't, yeah, I didn't want it to be there. I was irritated. And when they introduced her, I was like, because Sound of Music is like my childhood. Like, I love oh. the movie, right. And I'm like, why is she doing that? But I thought she did a spectacular job. She was, she was great. And I was really touched at how in awe she was. When Julie Andrews came out. Yes. And, and how gracious Julie Andrews was. And how fantastic Julie Andrews is right now. Yeah. I was impressed with Lady Gaga's performance. I thought she sounded great. I liked her understated appearance. I, it just, it really felt very kind of out of the blue, the and whole 50th anniversary thing. I mean, every year we don't celebrate a movie yeah. years and do a whole big tribute to it. And so that was a little bit just, I wasn't prepared for it. I didn't, it didn't make sense to me in the um, context of the show. I think the context of the show is sort of Hollywood glamour. And I think that she is, you know, Julie Andrews is such Hollywood royalty. And I think Sound of Music is such Hollywood royalty. So that's probably what they were thinking. And yeah, it was a little weird. Yeah, I too was like, wait, what? You know, yeah, but... I mean, as a segment on its own, I thought it was very strong. But in the context of the whole thing, I thought, wait a minute, so why, we're, we're playing people off, but we're giving this all this time. Just like Jennifer Hudson's song, which I thought was beautiful, but why is that, like, we have the In Memoriam, we've got the beautiful kind of introduction by Meryl Streep, then we've got the It was the montage. Na- unnecessary. I And I, you know, I love Jennifer Hudson. I do too. Yeah, no, it was unnecessary. So the In Memoriam itself, I was disappointed for so many reasons. I hated they didn't put clips. Yeah. Like, that was weird. And there were some people who were very markedly missing. We should we talk about the elephant in the room, which is not Sookie's toy, but <laughs> but yeah, Joan Rivers and Joan Rivers. I mean, what? Really, and what? I'm sure there are other people too that we're not even thinking about. But yeah, I mean, Joan Rivers. How do you have you don't have a red carpet without Joan Rivers? And I know that there was going to be some sort of tribute to her on I think E that Melissa was producing, I'd heard something about. Yeah. But I kept expecting something. And if the if the memoriam had just been like uh, actors and directors and producers, but there was like a marketing executives and there are people, I mean, of course they deserve it and everything else, but then why not join? And then my Bruce Sinofsky, who, I mean, he recently died, I know, but how hard is it to edit someone in? Harold Ramis died just a little Harold shortly. Ramis. Well, no, before the last Oscars, and they got him in. Yeah. So what you're saying is the Bruce Sinofsky, who was an amazing documentary a filmmaker, who was the co-director of the West Memphis Three documentaries, as well as many others. And it's, you know, he should have been in there. I mean, he won an Oscar. He's an Oscar winner. So let us know if there's somebody that was missing that you noticed. And, and of course, Taylor, Taylor Negron. Yes. Taylor Erirag. <laughs> they need to do like a quadruple fact check on the memoriam. And I also, I hated that they didn't show clips. Yeah. I want to see those people alive, you know? Right. There was a lot of controversy around this award show because of the lack of diversity. Apparently, there were protests that were scheduled that Ava DuVernay had spoken to the leader of those protests and had them called off. Wow. I thought that that was quite something. 
Obviously, we've talked a little bit about Inarito as sort of the only person of color really in the nominations, in the yeah. major nominations, and and you know, and then we had Common and John Legend winning. You know what? Glory. It happened. It happened that this is the way the nominations were. I think that diversity is extremely important. You know, it's unfortunate that this happened. However, I don't think nominations should be taken away from anyone who deserved them. I'm with you because they are not a person of color. Well, right. I mean, diversity for diversity's sake is is not honest. And it's not. A, I think it's not a comment on the Oscars, but perhaps a comment on this year in film. Well, and I think it's also an, a, a comment on the Academy. And the LA Times this morning said that in 2012, an LA Times study revealed that the imbalance in the Academy, the Academy membership is 94% white. That was in 2012. So wow. that was just three years ago. And 76% male. And the median age of the Academy member is 62 years old back yeah. then. Although there are now more women and minorities still older white men the percentage of them in the last three years has only dipped one percent wow so that's stunning that really informs it as well who's voting who, who right. are making these nominations my favorite award shows the sag awards because well just because it's actors voting for each other and you know as for the performance awards i feel like you know that's really cool i mean there's there's lots of other things that we could talk about but you know, like the $160,000 swag gift bags that for all of the people who are nominees I know, that didn't win. Yeah. You know, because they really need those. <laughs> but you know what? They have to pay taxes on That sucks. I know. That, you know. I would you be like, here. Gift. You know, because there's like it's vacations like, in like there. like Oprah giving you a car. But, yeah. But apparently if you don't take the vacation, then you don't have to pay the taxes Yeah, on I it. would return that. Um, I like that part of the gift bag was a 10,000 animal meal donation from Ellen DeGeneres' company for animals. I love that. Love that. That's fantastic. So, and then just as we close out here, were there any, like, fashion moments that really stood out to you that you said, oh my god, that's my favorite dress, or Um, I am tired of Jennifer Lopez's titties. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say it. Personal... Personal moments. And and one was smushed out. There was a big booby smushing issue. Like those, a lot of the strapless dresses were pushing people down. Like I love Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. But her boobs were pushed down. The undergarment. There was like a, someone need, the, the bra police needs to go be there at the Oscars going, let's tug, put these up. Let's not smash them. Come on, girls. Get the girls in order. We had a lot of these bibs and two tops. Sort yeah, of things, not which good. Are, I think the opposite reaction, though, like kind of the high necked, because I agree with you, like the smushed boobs, especially like the deep v-neck and smushed boob thing, I think was very big this award season. But in the Oscars, there was far less of it than we've seen. There's much more at the Golden Globes. The, the Globes really were out at the Golden Globes. <laughs> um, but... You know, I thought they had this kind of opposite reaction with more like low backs and high necks, even like Emma Stone's dress. Yeah, but they weren't. There was a lot of them. Thought, okay, Lupita Nyong'o is the most beautiful woman on this planet. That and that pearl dress. Oh, I didn't like it. Oh, really? I thought it. She was. She looks like a sculpture. I thought Scarlett Johansson's dress was amazing. That green dress, but the neck piece was just the necklace that went way too high. And and I'm tired of the shaved hair on the sides look. Oh, okay. I don't like it. 
on the head or the vagina. Kate <laughs> Blanchett, I thought, looked beautiful. She always. Uh, I thought Jennifer Aniston and Zoe Gorgeous. Saldana, who both had like had that pale pink, very shaped dress. Uh, and Zoe Saldana just had twins. She's oh really her. You too. know I How know these women. I know. They're beautiful. And I think Julianne Moore always looks gorgeous. I hated Julianne Moore. Ah. I hated it. Oh, it really? looked to me like, I, I don't know, like a craft project. I know it's Chanel. There's over 80,000 beads on it, that dress. But for me, it just did not do it. Those little, the little florets reminded me of the colors on like a king's robe. And, and this is a moment where I felt really bad. We're going to go back to best documentary short. The woman who's... I felt really like I was going to hell when she said that about her son because before that we were we were That's fully the... making fun of her dress. That was one with the big balls of fur. She, it was black and there was these, she had this thing that it was like big balls of black fur oh, everywhere. Just, yeah, I it was, I was horrible. It was a horrible, horrible dress and we were laughing and making fun of the dress and then um, she said that and I'm like, okay, I am going to hell. Well, I don't know that you're going to hell. Well, I'm <laughs> Jewish, so we don't have a hell, so I'm okay. Go. It doesn't exist in our culture. And there were also a lot of women wearing gloves. Like, these gloves again? It's like, a Miss, is it Mrs. Clooney has started this trend? Um, can we wanted... not talk about a mall, Clooney? Sorry. Personal. Personal moments. God damn it, Jenny. Everything was fine till you brought her up that whore. Uh, I liked that a lot of the men were wearing color. And, and very skinny pants. And skinny peg pants, right? Were, I love peg pants. Yeah, I like them. I don't like a skinny jean on a man, but I like a peg pant. I like a nice peg pant. And uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's dress with that big, big rose. Some oh, well, she's like, just annoying. Like, she's just, like, some people she just should consciously it. uncouple from that dress. All right. Well, so there we go. We've got a little bit of everything here. Oh my God, we Adele Dazeem. Oh my God. Okay, I love how what a good sport John Travolta was until he started touching Adina Menzel's face. <laughs> then I wanted to vomit and rip my hands off her face. His hands off her face, like he had like, and I I felt like he had bad breath, and she was like, her smile was so brittle. Like, please, John Travolta, personal space, go now, yeah. go now, and plus. How do you look at that rug and keep a straight face? Yeah, he... Um, he looked like he was wearing pubic hair on his head. It's a bad rug. It was an awkward look. I mean, his look is awkward. It was an awkward moment for both of them. But he was very funny about it. And, you know, I I, I think that he was directed to do that touchy thing. But I think he, he had a, you know, it went think, too far. Do you think that he was directed to do that because of Neil Patrick Harris's predictions in... The case. Oh, the magic trick the magic thing? Trick. I don't know. You know what were I, your thoughts on that? I had a lot of people around me having big feelings about uh, him I was doing the magic. You know, uh, magic scares me. And if someone walks up to me at a party doing magic, I want to cry and run. So... <laughs> Well, I don't know that strong of a reaction, but um, I thought it was an interesting choice. And I, yeah, I was wondering too. Like There was a big were... build up to it and it was like, wah, wah, wah. It was not funny like the rest of the show. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, we just needed a lot of crickets. Like, crickets like outside stuff. the window right now. Oh, they're gone. Well, we are your water cooler wenches and <laughs> this was our Oscar recap. Yay! Mm -hmm. 2015. Yes.
Alex sat in his pants? Is he really that good of an actor? Why are her boobs squished in that dress? We are your water cooler wife. Don't mention a ball Clooney! Would you like to go in the manny cam? Bradley Cooper is yummy. You have the rest of your life to win an award. You don't need one tonight. Oh my god, I can't believe he's dating her! Who are you wearing? Mary, I'm Cotillard. Give that vagina candy. Marcy's hair deserves an Oscar now. Marcy deserves an Oscar. Somebody get that girl a comb. Don't! What's in your gift basket? <laughs> Hyperbolic is a new prescient.